You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. And when I made the decision, even though I was like crying, after that, I was like, my goodness, why? Why did I wonder and postpone this for this many months? Why did I put so much pressure on myself? And it was like, it was so easy. Each and every one of us is a legend. We have a story to tell, a world to build. And if you're here because you are done just striving to make a dollar because you want to make a difference, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Legend Maker Radio, a Legend Maker Global podcast. <laughs> what is up, Legend Makers? I am here with Anna Bautista, and she is a coach that I think you need to meet. Um, she is a legend, and I'm going to let her tell you why. Oh, hello and welcome everybody. It's my pleasure to be here and I'm a mindset coach and a mentor to go-getters, um, high achievers who are looking to create thriving and enriching businesses but on their own terms rather than looking to replicate everyone else's lifestyle, focusing on what successful and fulfilling lifestyle and lifestyle means to them and how that looks like uh, while also staying in integrity with their own values to their own soul and uh, maintaining a regulated nervous system that's very important that is so important is, is that nervous system because that really is what uh, pulls people out of making transformation is it not <clears throat> so with your um with your specification on what that means to them. Do you find that a lot of people are not trying to build something that's in alignment with what they, with who they are rather? Yes, I would say yes, but not intentionally. I, I think right. that's, that is often very subconscious. And I will speak from my experience and from experience of working with other people and noticing kind of how that uh, develops. It's especially for women or, uh, people who have been brought up as women there's this kind of societal expectation that you should fit into certain boxes and that starts from a very young age and then we kind of grow up and uh, we develop these coping mechanisms where we had to kind of fit into those boxes and I'm sure it happens also for men because there's this kind of expectation that they should uh, be doing certain things providing for their family fit and uh, run their lives in a certain way and then um, especially as we get into like business owners I, I've been in the online industry for a while and what I have noticed there is this um, prevalent opinion or unwritten expectation that your business success should look like certain, it should have a certain path. 
Mm-hmm. And that when you start your business, you should hit certain milestones within certain time frames. Uh, hit your 10, first 10K goal, 50K, 100, and then multiple six figures, multiple seven figures. And I've realized that oftentimes a lot of people just go down that path running and kind of like um, looking for that to be their end goal without actually checking in whether this is something that they want. And I've had conversations with my peers for a while and they said, you know what, I'm afraid to admit that I do not want that, that, you know, I do not want the jet set lifestyle. and a lot of them kind of develop a certain belief that if they do not want to aim for seven, multiple seven figures, eight figure businesses, that automatically means they have um, money mindset issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they kind of go down the road of exploring that and figuring out what is wrong with their mindset issue if they do not want that. And I think a lot of people, um, they kind of, when go on that down that road um, in that kind of roller coaster that just keeps going higher without checking in with themselves whether that feels right for them and for their bodies whether that feels right for their family kind of lifestyle that they're having and often find themselves working even longer than they were working in the in their jobs kind of escape to not the nine to five to work from nine to nine <laughs> i'm sorry and, yeah <laughs> that's exactly right that's literally how it works like you they're they're running away from that nine to five and they end up creating like a, a not a job for themselves but they're creating like 15 jobs for themselves between yes. having to do yes. their own marketing and having to you know find clients and and the admin stuff and all the hats that we have to wear as business yes. owners right yes. so you're you're leaving or you think you're leaving uh you know the nine to five to to actually create freedom but you don't know how to create freedom you don't know what freedom is for you so that's so important how can they uh that that even happens if uh, for the entrepreneurs not only that they're doing everything themselves but also who have teams when you get a team on board there's this extra pressure that you need to kind of provide and keep uh, be the the steady rock for everyone because there are people now depending on you and uh, now you are in a different kind of race or um Um, uh, competition with yourself Mm -hmm. and I heard one phrase uh, one lady said I I felt like I needed to create success to sell more success but I also felt like I needed to sell success to feel more successful and it was kind of like a catch-22 that is that is so how do they what is the tip-off for you that someone is not in alignment with what they're doing um uh a lot of the time it's good for me it's in the languaging and that's the biggest tip off i'm a big fan of listening to the language um often time it displays uh in terms of like the circumstances that they found themselves in for for example for a lot of entrepreneurs they could be earning a lot you know like they're hitting their goals but what often happens is that they do not have the time to assess what's going on in the business the structures the strategy the team members the softwares so even though they're hitting certain figures oftentimes they do not have the 
headspace to kind of figure out what do they need from those team members, what they don't need, and they're spending um, as much, you know, like a lot of it comes in, but also a lot of it comes out. Right. Um, not being able to be present with their like family members, uh, the partner constantly thinking about the business at the back of their mind, and um, mostly not actually living, but kind of like achieving the goals, hitting the goals, but not feeling like they're actually living that and enjoying all those, I would say, fruits of labor, everything that they're working so hard for. Right. So they have success and they're also exhausted from that success. Yes. So they, yes. it's not yes. that they realize, they may, maybe they don't realize that they're not in alignment, but what they realize is something's not working. Yes. Like okay, there's, some, so. there's still something missing, you know, like, oh, there must be more to this, you know, I've, and I saw one amazing lady and she was saying, like, I heard hit my first six figures and I thought they will, there will be all these balloons and, you know, celebrations. I ended up, you know, uh, opening champagne and crying in my bathroom on my own that day because, you know, like, oh, I've hit six figures now and now what? Now what? Right. You know, now like, what? Exactly. Yes. And I think, so, I think, I just want to add this. I think a lot of the, a lot of us, when we started our own businesses, we had this vision of what this success is going to bring to us and how is that going to feel and what kind of freedom is it going to uh, bring us and kind of lost uh, along the way. And probably haven't, um, taking the time to reevaluate what from those goals and dreams still feels right you know because when you set you've set the goals perhaps you were only earning five grand a month let's just say and um you wanted to get out of the toxic relationship or you wanted to change um uh, where you live and you wanted to do so much more and run away from those current circumstances and now that you've had all this income the situation is much different so what drove you in the beginning is not probably going to work and feel like it's working any longer because the drivers underneath underlying drivers between those two um, phases of your life are going to be definitely different so uh when they when they find that uh that it's not driving them how did they then go back and you know it's not just a matter of reevaluation. what how, what did they have to do and and yes. in order to create that uh, shift yes and i think this is the tricky part um um it's reevaluating first reevaluating what from those goals is theirs uh longer and um kind of allowing themselves i think the biggest thing is allowing themselves to change their mind and to change their goals because oftentimes what happens is we've set these goals and we think that if we change those goals if we slow down with our business if we say that we no longer want a seven figure business it feels like a failure and kind of just acknowledging for yourself that it's okay to change your mind it's okay to slow down maybe for a year or two mm-hmm. um acknowledge that give accommodations for yourself uh, see um how 
you can find a way to provide more bandwidth for yourself, see what in your business needs restructuring, opening that breathing space in a way for yourself to see what's working, what's not. Because when you're going from one launch to another without giving yourself an opportunity to review everything in, in between and tune in whether this is still aligned with you, then um, it can feel so, so exhausting. It, it can feel so exhausting. And um, oftentimes it feels, you do not have the space to absorb or give yourself the bandwidth to um, do anything different. So it's almost like they'd have, they need to give themselves a period of time to just stop, yeah. do nothing, yes. focus on yes. what exactly is being said in the background of your mind, the subconscious yes. of your yes. mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but who, like, how often uh, do you feel like someone should do that? If they're not like, do, do you feel like they should only do it if they feel like they're in that you know frictional period or is it something that they oh, could think, or should be doing i think this regularly? would be a great exercise to do every three to six months you know if you haven't done it for a while then you probably should take some space and create um kind of like breathing space for yourself and um time to think through um i feel like the biggest obstacle to that what i have observed is the kind of fear what's going to happen if i slow down mm -hmm. what's going to happen if i especially when you have team members on board and everyone is thinking oh my goodness how it, you know there's these all these people that uh, rely on me um i've changed my family's lifestyle how do i go back uh, right. you know? and i think um the first step would be to think about um how to scale back that so that it has the least impact or how to restructure some of your work so that it has least impact on your income and the lifestyle and your business um whether it needs to be temporarily scaled down or anything and then allowing yourself the space the breathing space to kind of really tune into this um, it's kind of like permission right they need to give them yes it's, permission it's permission not no one else's but your own Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your and when they, when, kind of when they feel like they have to do that restructuring like mm -hmm. is there like do you lead them in like making decisions on what to restructure and how or are you strictly I, um, helping them with the mindset yes so um i I do not strictly promote my work as a strategist. However, I do strategy work and uh, I'm always able to discuss that. Uh, but my primary focus is on the mindset because um, at the root of everything is mindset. <laughs> so uh, I guide them through those emotions. I guide them through that period of fear and discomfort because it it will probably feel uncomfortable to have to think about oh my goodness how am i going to do this now right you know? because it will feel heavy and i'll be there to i'm there to support them uh work through those emotions so that they are not you know uh, sabotaging themselves so they do not go back to the same pattern you know mm -hmm. which was mm -hmm. unhelpful so when they uh what if if they do this work and then they find out that um you know that they do have to scale back then they scale back and then during the scale back or maybe after the scale back happens 
How long is it before they begin to feel okay and safe in that actions or in the actions they took? Yes. So uh, I think if you're open to if you're open to it, if you're resistant, it's gonna take a lot longer. But I think, um, you know, you can see progress within a month, you can see progress within three months. I think three to six months is, uh, but even sooner, like for a longer term, for be deeper healing, because there's, uh, I would say there is this surface level work and there's a bit deeper work. Mm -hmm. And um, what I find often when you start restructuring and when you start making those decisions to scale back there's often stuff that has that was left unresolved mm -hmm. uh, that gets brought up to the surface and of course you'll uh, notice immediate change i've seen people have like literally feel like there was like that weight that they've uh you know just chucked off and the backpack that they didn't even realize they were carrying you know mm -hmm. full mm -hmm. of stones mm -hmm. up to the mountain and you know like you take it off and you finally feel oh okay wow. i didn't realize i was carrying this one there's this immediate kind of effect however mm -hmm. there will be probably uh, there's usually probably some kind of emotions of grief or fear and doubt and I help them guide them and rem remind them that this is kind of just their subconscious that is kind of trying to keep them safe from unknown because that will feel unknown. And, and the reality is that this the unsafe factor is just not imaginary but like there's no there's no dinosaur chasing them down no they're yes, not going exactly. to be physically yeah. harmed yes yes they're not in imminent like physical um danger so mm -hmm. uh then you, it becomes a matter of of just keeping that top of mind and then plowing forward basically yes right? yes okay and i think i think uh, what i've observed when you give yourself permission to do to make that decision and to do what you have secretly kind of wanted to do for such a long time as soon as you make that decision and that's kind of like the biggest stumbling point like there's so much pressure here and then you give yourself permission and uh, sometimes it will be you know accompanied with tears and uh, you know ah, what am i doing uh, uh, talking from examples, uh, personal <laughs> experience. Once you get over that hurdle, then everything else kind of becomes so much easier. And I'm going to use one example, if I may. Um, back three years ago, I had very long hair. I think long hair as you you had. And wow. I think I contemplated cutting my hair off this short for like six months, I think. And the more I contemplated, there was this internal battle, which I, I think they will be able to recognize. There's this internal battle between, I really want to do this. But on the other side, there is this pressure, expectation, the, the voices of the society. But uh, it's not, in my case, it was, but it's not feminine. What would people say if you cut off your hair? You're not going to be considered serious, blah, 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 all of this. And that kind of 
pestered and boiled and you know like it was cooking cooking and it was like the pressure just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until the day that I made the decision that I'm gonna cut my hair and if that meant going bald it doesn't matter and I did just that and when I made the decision even though I was like crying after that I was like my goodness why why did I wonder and postpone this for this many months why did I put so much pressure on myself and it was mm -hmm. like it was so easy I made a decision I said F it you know yeah um and I was like I'm cutting it, went in there with the scissors, a bit of clippers, and I, such freedom when I've done that. And this yeah. is exactly what happens with the clients. You have that, I would say, pressure pot where everything is kind of like cooking and there's so much pressure and you could hear that, the high pitch no, note. And when you release that pressure, then it becomes so much easier. You can feel it in your body when that, yes, when that yes, uh, is yes. like, you know, and it's almost, it's like you're leading them, not it's like, but you are leading them into becoming uh, whole other people, whole new people. Yes. They're not, uh, they're not even the same person they were when they walked in the door, right? They, they, yes. they yes. believed one way, they felt the friction, they didn't know what was going on. Then you have this conversation, then, ha, ah, guess what's been going on? And then they have this, they have to go through that whole battle that you went through with your, yes. you know, what am I going to do with my hair? And then they have to make that decision. So it's a whole journey. And that's, um, that is, I guess, why it takes people so long to to go through these transformations like there are people um who you know and i'm i from my own experience like there are parts of my life where i've just been like battling this same need and and desire to do certain things with my health and my fitness and i still fight with that and i still whatever and and then when i do the work it's like oh <laughs> Oh. What, what were you crying about? <laughs> what was the problem? Yes, yes <laughs> right. Yes. So it, it's a it's a permission to become. It's a permission to dig. It's a permission to be wrong. It's permission to like to feel all the things too. Yes. You know, like yes. feeling stuff is 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 heavy work. It's hard work, yes. and yes. and nobody wants more hard work. Nobody wants to feel yes. more pressure. Yes, yes, and and, and as much and as much as it might seem a lot of work and discomfort there is so much more you know it's kind of like electricity of life goes through you there's no going back you know once right. you go to that stage where you own yourself in your fullness mm -hmm. when you become so unapologetic that you absolutely have no care what others think of you when you when you're grounded and anchored in you're knowing i know that this is the best thing for me i know what i want with my life and when you unpeel all those layers of everyone's expectations of everyone's shoulds and musts um that you know we've kind of accepted as ours and put expectations on on ourselves and others you know taking someone else's truths for our own once you unpeel those layers once you unlearn all of that there's so much beauty and freedom and 
aliveness and wholeness it feels kind of like oh i've come home to myself you know i'm right. finally who i've always wanted to be and mm-hmm. who i never dared to express myself and um never allowed myself to be and exist in such a way so do you have like okay so give uh everybody like your top tip on kicking off this work is and and giving themselves permission what's your top tip in giving themselves permission to hear their truth uh yes so i would say uh just be uh, being playfulness i i've created a kind of like a um how do you call it um a guide a roadmap where there are a few prompts that you can go through and kind of like just sit with yourself and be transparent play with it uh, throw out all the logic uh, mm-hmm. throw out all the logic and shoots and woods that you might have in your mind and just kind of play with it uh, ask yourself what is it that i really really want when i take away all of everyone's expectations when i take away all the logic because logic might play a big role in this when i take all of that when i strip it off what is it that i actually want and how do i want to feel in my life not necessarily what do i want to have and what do i want to achieve but more how do i want to feel every single day with what i'm doing like with my big, biggest bigger purpose when you know as a legend maker as a you know change maker as a person who wants to make a difference in the world how do i want to feel every single day because then once you have an idea how do you want to feel going through that it makes it much easier to make that decision but i would say simply be open and play with yourself you know there's um you especially like you already feel it you already <laughs> feel that there is something in there right there's yeah. more to it yeah there's more to it so allow yourself give yourself okay. permission right yeah very cool and i, I want to it starts with a permission and awareness and uh, once you become aware of that once you kind of sit with yourself then ask for support that that's the thing um i know that there are a lot of us who are in the coaching uh, community who would say oh i can do it myself and probably could but oftentimes uh, holding the space for yourself and i think just give yourself permission to be held as you go through this yes yeah. that's one yeah. big thing yeah yeah because what i've noticed with high achievers and go getters and you know i'm that i'm used to doing everything on my own and achieving and you know taking all the boxes and hitting my goals um giving yourself permission for someone to hold you as you go through this journey yeah because oftentimes we hold all the corners of the house we hold we hold it for the business mm-hmm. for our parents for our kids for our partners everything for our clients and yes yes <laughs> not to mention for the clients and then we are in this do and action and proactive type of energy all the time and i think 
first, give yourself permission to tune into your what is yours. And secondly, give yourself permission to be supported as you go through that transition and process that. To be guided so that you have the space where you can, you know, break down your walls. Mm-hmm. Where you can be in the softness, in the leaning back and allowing yourself to be guided of course there will be work on your part but uh, just allowing yourself to be in that softness and break down your walls and cry if if you need to if that's what needs to come out uh, allowing yourself to be supported in that journey yeah that's um, as you hold the space for others allow others to hold the space for you you. that's true because if you are um if you are the one who is constantly holding everybody up and holding the space for everybody else and you like it's almost like that's uh i don't know how to say it it's it's a it, it seems like maybe that could be perceived as a weakness if you have to let someone else hold the space for you. Yeah. So, which that also, I guess, is a trauma response and and comes and there's, from yes, yes, all and of that. Those are learned uh, learned subconscious behaviors, right? And right. these are coping mechanisms that we have developed, especially if we are not used, uh, not really good at trusting others. You know, mm-hmm. like we've been disappointed in the past. It can be really difficult sometimes to put trust in someone else and say okay here i allow you know um, yep. i'm surrendering myself however um not only by opening yourself up to be supported that you change things but also you break the pattern yeah of, you know when you break the pattern things change if yeah. thing if you've done things all um all the time the same way breaking the pattern will change things because you will start creating different uh you know experiences and inviting different things into your life i love it and i i wanted to mention real quick because when uh when i read your responses in the in the booking you said you're a skill collector i had to read it twice because i read skull collector i was like oh yeah And I feel like schools. God, that's awesome. But then I it's skill collector. I was like, well, it's still very sneaky goal. Um, so you're a skill collector. What are some of the skills that you've collected? Yes, uh, so skill collector. Oh, I like I like learning. So everything anything that uh, can be done with my hands. Um, so for example, knitting, crocheting, I started gardening in pandemic, um, sewing lots of different things cool. i worked with resin um i learned how to cut hair for my son and for my husband <laughs> oh goodness and so for yourself many. i love it i love it and cut hair for yourself i did yes so in the pandemic <laughs> i did <laughs> i did so uh i did most of the stuff i did on the sides and everything and then i've just asked for help uh, at the back because the hair salons were closed and everything yeah and even when i was a virtual assistant i loved that was such a a fun thing to do uh, i l- loved learning how to use different platforms so i ended up learning like so many technical platforms so many email uh, um, marketing, uh, you know, um, CRMs, website builders, anything. I just yeah. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. People who are open to learning and love learning and are skill collectors such as yourself stay younger much longer than those who do not. So, and I wasn't always like this. So <laughs> before I moved to the UK, I wasn't very open to that. And I, I actually thought like, oh, I'm done with my uh, uh, school, my learning. Now I just want to do my job and uh, retire, you know, like yeah. how it was before. And then I developed the love for learning and it was kind of just insatiable for me. I love it. I love After it. As that. a teacher, I love that. So, oh, yes. I consider myself a teacher. <laughs> yes. Well. The student is, is a perpetual teacher as well. The perpetual student is also a perpetual teacher. So that is very cool. And and I wanted to bring your uh, your legend maker spotlight to the, the conversation before we close this out. Uh, first, before we do that, though, I want you to tell people where they can find you um, and then tell me a little bit about your your spotlight and, and the do good that you want to bring yes. to the table so you can find me on my instagram at the divine awakener and of course on my website anaboutista.co.uk and all the information will be there uh how you can get in touch with me uh, through the emails and dms you can always jump in my instagram dms uh i'm also on tiktok and youtube however ig is kind of the sweet spot <laughs> and in terms of my um, do good and uh, organization what I wanted to bring uh, forward is uh, highlight the uh, I would say a project or a thing that is really really close to my heart is beekeeping and saving the bees um, I have there are so many um, I would recommend to get in touch and get uh, connected to your local, local or worldwide organizations and uh, donate if you can. Uh, inform yourself of uh, how you can support the bees at home, in your own garden, but also on a global scale. If you don't have a garden, you can always donate because there are so many beautiful organizations that um, do those things and um, not to mention um, advocate with your local uh, politicians uh, so that they can put kind of le uh, legislative measures in place. Uh, since I've become a keen gardener, I have developed appreciation for the bees and uh, noticed um, the crucial role and recognized the crucial role they play in our um, our life, um, our food chain. They pollinate 80% um, of all the 100 foods, most common foods that people um, eat. So, Is that not mind blowing? Like, yes. don't take care of the bees, and then watch what's going to happen to the rest yes. of us. Yes, like, yes, They're they're this big, okay, this big, and and look at the impact they have. So yes. don't ever think you're too small to do something. Yes, yes, and uh, I personally have a very very small garden. We live in an urban space. I've transformed this garden and I've been gardening now, this is a fourth year and every year I try to inform myself more and more um, how to create the spaces so they have, uh, you know, somewhere to pollinate and of course to hide throughout the winter and everything and they're absolutely amazing little creatures 
and um, they are on decline, unfortunately. Yeah. So for me, that's a really cause that is really important uh, to my heart. So many, anything regarding nature is always, you know, yeah. um, something that I would advocate for. I love it. I love it. I am also... I'm, I have a very, I have two black thumbs, so I don't grow anything, but um, I do love to be out in nature and love to try and take care of what I can take care of. Yes. So I do, um, I appreciate the bees being brought forward today. And I want to tell you, if you don't know Spicy Mustache, yes, Spicy Mustache, uh, get to know I him. I know. He's in the UK. He's in the UK. Yes. Um, and he has a massive... Um, not it's not even a garden like it's literally his whole everything yeah is, i know i know grows vegetables i follow him i follow him do you really so much yes i, I had so i i was a horrible guard i never grown anything until pandemic uh none of my plants ever indoor outdoor ne- nothing ever survived and because i i was staying at home with my son who was two and a half at the time we didn't have anywhere to go it was locked down so I tried to create something for two of us in the garden, and that's where it started. I so, love it. Yeah. From a, and this was this was a belief that I challenged myself on. I always said that I'm not a gardener, and it Look turned out now. something different. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, and um, it was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I appreciate all your Thank wisdom, you. and everybody. Uh, just wait for this episode to be out. I can't wait to to let everybody in on the goodies. Thank you so much. And that brings us to the end of another Legend Maker Radio episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it was valuable. I trust that you are feeling lit and on fire for your purpose and that you are ready to continue on your path. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to Legend Maker Radio so you never miss an episode filled with wisdom to help you change your world and build your legend. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Tanya Daka signing off with a reminder that together we can rebuild the world. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.